Welcome back to season three of Family Twist. And this is a bonus episode uh, that doesn't involve human story at all, except our connection to our pets. So, um, well, we're humans. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) That's what I mean. It's not like there are other people on the episode with us, but. Correct. But uh, yes, people have definitely called us um, crazy pet people, for sure. (laughs) Yep. And, you know, I mean, we didn't start off as crazy pet people. Um, When you and I met, uh, I had one cat named Tootie. And you had three dogs. I did. So maybe I was already the crazy pet person. I had uh, two Italian greyhounds, which if listeners have not been exposed to those dogs, they're unique, I think. Uh, they, they, they're known for being a bit neurotic, and uh, probably both of them were to some degree. But I rescued both of them before I met Corey. Uh, we had a, I had a male named Tony who was seven years old when I got him, but then he was 11 at the time that Corey came into my life. And then Zuni, I got her, the female Italian Greyhound, I got her when she was about a year old. And so she was about almost five. Well, no, she was five when Corey and I met. And then I had a cute little little baby, uh, little tiny thing, a little miniature dachshund, and she was a mini-mini. She was seven pounds soaking wet and very short, Uh, and that was Phoebe, and she was about a year and a half old when Corey and I met. Yeah, and she kind of started our trend of the F sounds with pets. Right. Even though, you know, her name doesn't have an F in it, it's just got that sound, you know, that pH sound. Right. So, yeah, that was that was where we were at the beginning. And then shortly after we started dating, um, a good friend of ours um, was moving and could not take her cat. And that cat was Mr. Bernie, who we just lost um, a little bit earlier this year. He was uh, made it to 19 and he was a year old when we got him and Kendall is uh, very allergic to cats. <laughs> I am. I am. I, When Corey and I first started talking about moving in with each other, I was already worried about the fact that he had his little tootie. And I really hadn't been around her much, so I didn't know whether I was going to be allergic to her. Uh, you know, severely allergic. And I was when I finally got to meet her. Um, ironically, I really never was as as allergic to Mr. Bernie as I was to Tootie, but we should back we should back up a little bit and explain that right after Corey and I started dating, uh, Tony, the male Italian greyhound, got sick and he ended up passing away in July. So we started dating in March. So you know, just just a few months, Corey got to know him, but sweet, sweet boy. And I was devastated when he died. And, uh, but it was around that same time that, um, Bernie came to live with me before Corey had actually even moved in. Uh, we had already made plans for Corey to move in with me in September. So Mr. Bernie was there for a couple of months before Corey was. 
And how did he do with, <laughs> with the two dogs? Actually, you know, he did really well. In fact, um, you you know that Zuni could be loud. Uh, that's a nice way to say it. And she would walk up right to Mr. Bernie's face and bark right in his face. And he just looked at her like, I don't know why you would do that to me. And just kind of almost as if he were shrugging his shoulders and walking away. But pretty, you know, pretty early on, you know, they were all on the couch, you know, with me. You know, there was no animosity. You know, I just feel like uh, Bernie probably wanted to play with the dogs more than they understood uh, that he would. So it was kind of comical because he, you know, really tried to um, run around and I think try to get them to chase him type thing. And of course, Phoebe would some, Zuni was not having any of that. <laughs> well, Bernie was an indoor-outdoor cat for the first year of his life. Um, when he wasn't living with us, and that was a little bit of an adjustment for him to get used to. So he definitely tried to escape, you know, several times. You have to watch yourself when you're leaving the house because he might try to dart out. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, where we lived, it would have, I think it would have been dangerous. I mean, I, yeah, I never would have been a proponent in that neighborhood, you know, for having an indoor outdoor cat. I feel like it was busy enough that it, cars alone would have been, would have been scary. Right. So, yeah. So then, um, you know, when I moved in, of course, Tootie came with me, and Bernie just antagonized the heck out of her. I mean, he just loved to pester that poor cat. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, he was, Bernie, you know, we in his later years, just became the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest boy, but we have to remember, like, in his early years, he was a little mischief maker. Oh, very rambunctious. I mean... It's funny because before Corey had moved in with me, I had those door handles that are levers, not knobs. And Bernie very quick, maybe he already knew how to use them, but he very quickly opened any door he wanted in that condo. He could just hang on the, the door handle lever and pop the door open and just go right in, which whatever, wherever. So you never knew where you'd find him because you might not notice that a closet was slightly ajar and you know bernie had sneaked in you know so it's kind of comical because you didn't really know where he'd pop out because of his easy access to things right well and that was our pack you know for a couple of years and then we decided to up and move to california and we were we, we drove <laughs> and Kendall said this is going to be the worst experience of our lives i don't think it was it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be but so imagine a little um, Scion XD with um, two crates in there and two litter boxes. And ultimately, Tootie was by herself because we knew Bernie would just drive her completely nuts during the drive. So then it was uh, Zuni and Phoebe and Bernie all in one crate. Now we got like tranquilizers or something for from the vet to you know kind of calm them down, which. I think we only used on Zuni and maybe Bernie. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I mean, I remember Zuni, but I don't remember needing it for anybody else. I just remember Bernie, like, you know, after a while, was like, 
like he was definitely oh, affected a little <laughs> yeah. bit yeah and you know when he got bored um he would just smack zuni on the face and yeah get her going and he, he was half of the reason that zuni needed the tranquilizer i think but <laughs> zuni you know that was going to be upsetting for her but in general actually i think they all did well and i don't even think we used more than like a dose you know yeah um so it was two nights um and you know we thought we were being smart with the litter boxes like we would you know when we stopped to get gas we would take the dogs out let them do their business and then let the cats out of their crates so they could use the litter box well they didn't once use the litter boxes in the car or in the motel rooms but Tootie did uh, manage to get underneath the one of the seats and it took us about 45 minutes to coax her out mm -hmm. so. it was horrible i was like I thought we were just going to live in that parking lot for the rest of our lives. It was, she was, you know, I, we didn't want to, we could see her and we probably could have grabbed her, but I think that would have freaked her out more, you know? So we were just trying to give her her time and coax her out with treats, but she was way too smart for that because she would just take the treat from your hand and go back and hide under the seat. Uh, we, we did find pet-friendly motels on the way, so that, you know, because it was going to be hard to not hide the dogs. So that, that was fine, but then, like, in the dead of night, we're sneaking litter boxes into the room under towels and blankets, yeah. <laughs> even though they didn't get used at all. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if, I don't remember where the cats slept, you know. It was just... I think we locked them in the bathroom because, you know, we never... It, still to this day our dogs don't have access to the cats like litter boxes uh, you know or food or any of that and so we definitely locked i remember now we locked the cats shut the cats in the bathroom with the litter boxes in hopes that they would use them but like you said i think i don't know how they did it i don't even know how that's possible that they held it for so long um but they did and they seemed, when we arrived in California, they seemed fine. They immediately started eating correctly, drinking water correctly, using the litter boxes. It, it was almost amazing how well, how quickly they adjusted. For sure, yeah. Here we are in California. We've got uh, the critters we brought from St. Louis. And it wasn't too long after we got to California that um, Zuni started with her multiple illnesses um kendall started calling her humpty dumpty because we had to put her back together so many times but yeah. she had like cancer on her face that, that got removed and then so that she her tongue was like permanently out then she started getting these weird issues with her eyes and to the point where she was going blind and the vet recommended that we actually remove her eyes which is i'd never even heard of before and people thought we were nuts for doing it but you know after that i mean i think she lived for another three or four years yeah and learned to get around being completely blind um and you know found the water bowl and you know we would carry her outside yeah to do her business and yeah i think she you know i think she was fine i guess you know dogs are very resilient so yeah you know i don't i I don't feel guilty about, you know, putting her back together because she wasn't no. in any pain. Um, but yeah, so then California is definitely when we, we started our, our craziness because I worked for a company called Pet Food Express and did marketing and community outreach there. 
And one of the biggest projects um, that I worked on was um, the reintroduction of the Bay Area Pet Fair, a huge, huge event. And I'm sure that by the time um, I left California, it was the biggest pet adoption event, like in-person event in the country. Mm -hmm. It was it was huge. So um, it happened over the course of a weekend every year. Yeah. So. And yes, hundreds and hundreds of pets, you know, went to homes, uh, including ours. So I think it was the second year, for whatever reason, we decided, you know, hey, we've got room for another dog. So Kendall brought Phoebe um, to the pet fair and um, just trotting down the middle of a row, I see this little cute uh, dachshund. And, you know, and I, and somebody was, you know, walking him from one of the rescue groups. So I, you know, immediately went up and said, hey, you know, is he available? And he was. And so we brought him and Phoebe together. There was like a little like fenced in area where, you know, dogs could get to know each other a little bit. She seemed fine. Um, he seemed fine. And like, I think literally within 15 minutes, like we had him adopted and Kendall was going back home with uh, our, our dog who uh, we named Falco. And because uh, they didn't, he didn't have a name, you know, when we got him, they found him and his brother on the streets of Daly City roaming around. His brother was already adopted. So, you know, here's Falco, and he just immediately became part of the pack. Kendall said when they got home, he just jumped up on the couch and curled up. And he did. It was amazing. It was, it was cute and funny. And it's like he just already knew what to do. And, walked over and got himself a drink and, you know, of water and, uh, you know, just, it was kind of fun. And, and when I remember taking him out, um, into our backyard for the first time to, to use, to go potty, he just, you know, no hesitation, just sniffed everything. He did have to sniff every inch of the backyard, but you know, once he, he just, it's almost like he knew, well, this is where I live now and, and he, he seemed really um, at ease. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so you know, I was pretty content with, with that number of pets. Um, and fast forward a year, back at the Bay Area Pet Fair, and uh, Kendall was visiting, and I just had horse blinders on because I'm like, one, it was super, super busy. And two, it's like, I didn't think we needed any more critters. So, um, but then Kendall introduced me to um, this little chihuahua mix and they, they had gotten a whole batch of dogs in at that time and they all they were all named after wine um so that was uh grenache and i said oh yes grenache is lovely and somebody's gonna give him a wonderful home <laughs> and i immediately said you're right we are <laughs> um, so we didn't we didn't get uh grenache that day but kendall said if that dog doesn't get adopted at the pet fair, then I'm going to get him on Monday. And sure enough, he did. <laughs> I did. Well, I called. So I think I, I visited the pet fair on Saturday. On Sunday, I at the, like the end of the day, I sent an email to the Berkeley Humane Society, which is who, who was, um, you know, fostering him and asked about him immediately got an email back saying yep he's still available and i said hold him don't let anybody else have him and uh we we did take that one car with us to california but 
I almost never drove when we lived there. Corey did because it was a would have been a weird commute on public transportation for him. But I actually took like a train and two buses, uh, which is it's it's a strange number of transfers, uh, really, for me to have done to go meet uh, Grenache again, and um, didn't take him home that day, but did everything, you know. Um, paid for him, you know, the adoption fee and, and everything and, uh, went back a second time in the same week. I think I went on Thursday and got it and brought him home. And his name did not remain Grenache. We, we stuck with our, um, our F theme. So, um, hence Mr. Furley, who is actually, uh, in the room with us right now. He loves, uh, podcast time because he's the only one that gets to, come into the room and, and chill because he's the only one that won't bark. Um, but it's also because he's Kendall's favorite. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Which I just think is wrong to say, like to have a favorite pet or a favorite well, kid. Everybody does. I'm sure. Uh, but most of the time they keep it to themselves. Yeah. Right. Mom. I know I'm, I know I'm my mom's favorite. See, um, although my sister thinks she is, but she's wrong. Well, we know I'm not my mom's favorite. They're <laughs> back to our regular story. But anyway, right. um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I've always had this special place for Furley. I love of all of our pets, of course, but Furley is. I mean, Corey hates when I say this, but he's like the best behaved. He he obeys the best. He and he just he is a a a people dog. He. I don't think. I I do think that he might have been an only dog when before he came to live with us. Because he never, he didn't dislike the other dogs he, or the cats. He never was, he's never been mean to any creature that I've seen, but he just doesn't seem to care that they're there. He, now he'll, he'll snuggle with, you know, Falco and that sort of thing. Yeah, he's, I think he's definitely over the years has gotten more used to being part of a pack. But yeah, he definitely would be completely content being an older dog, but he does love Falco. Right. Um, yeah. And, and then, you know, in the meantime, and I, I know I'm getting this out of order, but uh, so Tootie died. Um, she was 13, just and stopped eating, and we took her in, and she was just riddled with cancer. So we didn't, you know, we didn't want to um, let her suffer. So, um, so we put Tootie to sleep, um, and then it wasn't too crazy long after it that. Was not that. Um, so the the thing about Pet Food Express is that it's it's well known for, um, you know working with rescues and shelters and so like literally people would like find or have you know kittens find them in their yard or something and then would take them to one of the pet food express stores knowing that you know either you know somebody there would foster them or you know get them in touch with a rescue organization and they would foster so there were three kittens baby kittens being fostered at our office somebody had um i think they got dropped off at the fremont store and just adorable and you know, I said, hey, Kendall, do you want to come see some kittens? And, you know, that's all it took. He came by one day. Uh, we should, we'll post the photo. Uh, oh, yeah. Of, yeah. of these two little cute, well, one of the kittens, one of the three, one of Corey's colleagues had already sort of claimed, yes. right? She was going to adopt the third one. And so the two that were left were, well, it was two sisters and a brother, the sister 
was adopted. One of the sisters was adopted by Corey's colleague. And so it was a little boy and a little girl that were still left. And they, all kittens are cute, but they were so cute and sweet. We went back and forth on names because, you know, we wanted to stick with the F thing, but ultimately that just didn't, you know, what are you going to call them? Frickin' frack, you know? Yeah. So we uh, ended up, because then we thought, okay, well, what, what are good sibling names? So we ended up with Hansel and Gretel, and uh, they're still here with us. You know, we still call them the kittens, even though they're how old now? They were born in 2012, okay. so they're 10. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, they're not kittens anymore. No, <laughs> but they came in October. Um, and again, just immediately, like, fit right in, you know, like... Um, you know, they liked to pester Bernie because he was the big cat, but they weren't bothered at all by the dogs. You know, we would all hang out um, in the living room. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Until we got... Right. So then, um, well, when I was... Uh, I, I did like a little mini book tour for my second book, and I was in um, Los Angeles for an event and came back and Kendall told me that um, Zuni had fallen and gotten, you know, was really ill while I was gone and, and, you know, he didn't want her to suffer. So, um, so she, she was put to sleep as well. So very, very sad. Um, even though she was a, a lunatic, Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we, we missed her. We joke about her to this day because it's just like, we, you know, if anything goes wrong, it's her fault. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> She just was a monster in so many ways, but a lovable one, you yeah. know, she was very opinionated oh about my. everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, so Zuni was gone, and uh, I guess our reputation had start, started to grow at that point that we were crazy pet people because Kendall was at work, and somebody uh, came up and said, Hey, um, my mom just gave me a uh, miniature dachshund for my birthday, and I've got two bull mastiffs, and they're just not getting along. <laughs> like, why would your mother do to a puppy when you've got two giant dogs? But, anywho... Um, you know, Kendall told me the story and I was like, all right, and, you know, showed me pictures. And I said, oh, you know, if you think, think it'll work. And sure enough, I think it was like the next day, Kendall brought um, Frank home uh, on a, on the ferry, you on know, the from ferry. San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Which is, was my normal mode of transportation between work and, and home. And that was the name that he came with. And mm -hmm. I think it, it fits him perfectly, um, you know. Frank or Frankie, you know, we, we have a million nicknames for all the pets. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so that was the California gang. And ultimately, you know, we visited um, New England when we found Kendall's birth family and immediately decided to move. Um, and this time around, we're like, well, we're not, we're not going to drive, you know, with, with all these animals. So we, we decided to um, put them on a plane and it's very difficult these days to to uh, book passage um, flying for for pets. So I think it was like United was the only airline that was doing it at the time, or at least that was you know available to us. And I think they only took five um, per flight, and you know we had six at the time. So we decided, okay, we'll do the dogs one day, we'll do the, the cats the next. So um, Kendall was you know already there. You know he was already in Boston. And so I, you know, got up at four in the morning and took the dogs and, you know, made sure they were good to go. Um, Kendall picked them up. Um, his sister helped and you know, everything was fine hunky-dory. So I had one night uh, where it was just me and the cats. And again, up at four o'clock in the morning uh, and I'd already had uh, 
Gretel corralled into a room, but uh, she was not happy about me trying to pick her up and put her into a crate. So it took about 10 minutes uh, and not fun. Finally got her in her crate, come out the door, and there's Hansel looking at me like, what is going on? What did you do to my sister? Um, I tried to, and I had a crate right there ready for him. So all I had to do was like, you know, pick him up by the scruff and put him in there. Well, I picked him up. He immediately started biting my hand. He kicked the crate down the stairs. <laughs> Somehow I was able to get him in there. And uh, then third crate, open it. Bernie just walks right in. He's like totally fine. So get them into the car. It's, you know, still dark out. And it's like, I realize I'm like wet. And it's like my uh, my arm, my hand is just bleeding. It's just like, I'm mean, just covered in blood at this point. It's like from, when you, from the bites from and the scratches. Bites. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I had a, a scar up until like probably this last year from that. Thanks, Hansel. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, got them there, uh, got on the plane, and poor Hansel did not have a good time of it. Like he had, you know, no. vomited and pooped in the crate. And it was, yeah. just, it was, a, it was a bad. He was you know. pitiful when I, when I, they were all, Bernie didn't seem bothered um, when I picked up the cats, but the, the other two were, were, I think, freaked out by the whole by the whole thing. But Gretel hadn't had any accidents or, you know, upset tummy in the in the you know in the in the plane. But poor Hansel did, and so it was pitiful. I had to spend some time, you know, cleaning him before when we when I was at the airport. We should remind. Well, I don't think we even mentioned that we moved in January and not the best idea to move to leave San Francisco <laughs> and move to New England in January and you know we couldn't have planned this but but it was I landed you know when I landed um, first before I picked up the rental car and then went to back to pick up the dogs the next day and then the cats the following day this is all during a snowstorm yeah. so a i'd been in california for nine years and kind of had forgotten how to drive in uh, snow b i'm in an unusual vehicle because it was a rental c i don't really know where i'm going um so thank goodness for gps but it was still harrowing and i had the stress you know of you know knowing that our pets are landing you know after having you know, possibly a bad flight, you know, so it was, it was, I don't remember being more stressed than that. Um, but yeah, so note to listeners, don't move to New England during a snowstorm in January. No, but, yeah, don't do that. Um, at that point, you know, Phoebe was the only dog that had ever seen snow, you know, because she came from St. Louis, but the California dogs had never seen snow before. So that was, you know, an adventure for them. Frank loves I, the snow. I do have to make a, a quick uh correction though we had four dogs and three cats because we had phoebe falco right. furley and frankie that's Tori right. said a little <laughs> bit ago that we had six pets we had seven at the time who can keep track exactly <laughs> and we did you know we had rented a cute little two-bedroom uh house in rockport massachusetts for you know with a very short lease we only had like a six month lease because we knew that we wanted to try to buy something out here or you know and um that actually worked out quite well because ironically the couple who owned and might still own the house in rockport mass 
they spent part of the year, the winter, um, in California in one home that they owned, and then they would spend summers and falls in New England in Rockport, Mass. So it actually worked out quite well because when we were looking for a place, we actually sat in a bar about 20 minutes from our condo in California and got to meet them and kind of had photos of the place, but of course just kind of rented it sight unseen. Um, we thought about sending my brother and my sister to check it out. We were like, you know, it's a short lease. Temporary. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't a big deal and it did work out quite well. So, yes, so that was that was the gang for quite a while. Uh, and then, I don't know, you might have heard about this little pandemic we had a couple of years ago. Well, Kendall turned 50, um, smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. And we had, you know, we had planned a big thing. We were going to um, rent a house up in the White Mountains and people were going to fly in. Well, you know, that, that all got canceled. So Kendall wanted either um, for his birthday, a Corvette or a puppy. So... We don't have a Corvette. <laughs> no, and and I knew that was never going to be a real thing, um, but and maybe someday we will, but we don't have now. Uh, but yeah, no, I had been researching. Um, I've always loved Chihuahuas, and I do feel like in many instances they get a bad reputation when they shouldn't. And I purposely sought out the breeder that we ended up getting our little guy from. Uh, she had a really good reputation for having atypical uh, chihuahuas. And what I mean by that is that she prided, prides herself on their temperament. And I will say that we, we, the little guy we got, we named him Finny to keep with that F sound. And Finny is, he's pretty, I mean, he's not low key. You wouldn't call him low key, yeah. but he isn't yappy. He doesn't. No bark for no reason in fact quite honestly he only barks like when we're playing uh it's really cute like he'll spin around you know and and yell at you like pay attention to me but it isn't constant it isn't troublesome you know he's he's a really good little dog and he's he was my 50th birthday gift so now he's he's already three even though i will turn 53 next month but so yeah, and then um, poor little Phoebe, you know, she she got sick um, while Kendall was traveling, and uh, they they gave her some uh, steroids, and she was you know able to kind of walk still some, but she you know she went downhill pretty quickly, um, which is good. It wasn't like a long you know horrible illness, and so um, so Phoebe died. Uh, but then I really thought, okay, well we we got plenty, we're good, <laughs> right? And then. Uh, Kendall started, you know, showing me pictures from, I don't even know where he got the idea from, because I'd never even heard of this breed. He's like, oh, look at these cute rescue dogs. Um, they're Havanese, and they're, oh my gosh. And, and that, you know, sob story, like, oh, a lot of them are like, uh, so, you know, a lot of these Havanese come from puppy mills, so they're, you know, crated, you know, 24-7, and just not in great conditions. And so it's like, you know, the sob story, and I'm like, ugh. I never did say yes, uh, but although Kendall never did ask me either. So True. all of a sudden, we've got Havanese rescue people at our place checking us out, making sure we're <laughs> legit, and then um, brought this sweet girl over who they had, you know, recently rescued, 
and not sure exactly how old she is, maybe they, like six or seven. Think, or... Yeah, they think she was around six, and we've had her for a year, so she's probably around seven now. Um, yeah, she was one of 22 female, adult females, that were rescued from a single puppy mill in Ohio. And, um, you know, the good thing is, I don't think she was ever abused. I mean, I don't think she was like harmed. You know, it is abusive, I think, to leave a dog in a crate 24 seven. I'm not saying that, but I don't think she was like tortured. You know, I don't think she was physically abused because she's never been scared of us, but she didn't really understand touching, right? So like, when you would pet her, she would just kind of look at you strangely, like she didn't understand why you would want to do that. So it was kind of pitiful, but now she's the opposite. This girl runs up. I'm going to get emotional. I just love her so much. She'll run up to you, put her little paws on you and almost hug your leg yeah. with her, with her for, you know, her front paws. It's so sweet. And she's just the best natured dog. Never. I don't think she has. Um, an angry bone in her body, you know, she, little Finny, who is three, adores her and, and pesters her constantly. And she is just a good big sister. She just lets him pester her. And I think she, well, I know she enjoys the attention. She wags her tail constantly while he's doing it up to a point. And then she will, you know, she'll tell him that she's had enough, but she never tries to bite him. She just kind of yells at him quickly like leave me alone buddy and you know it's cute and just i we you know lucked into having a really really good addition to this this pack so yes if you're doing the math i know it's been hard to follow probably but now we have five little dogs little dogs frankie's the quote big one he's 16 pounds so they go between finney who's six pounds and uh, Frankie, who's 16, so they're all quite small, and then the two cats, so Hansel and Gretel. And we did not uh, stick with the F sound with her because you know, I just thought it was, you know, she probably knew her name. I think she you know? did. Yeah. By the time we got her, she'd been being fostered for three months, I believe. So the name that they gave her, because apparently the puppy mill didn't even tell Maybe she never had a name, but they didn't even, they, if she did, the people that rescued her did not know what it was. So they started calling her Nikki and that's what we call her. And, um, Nikki or Nini or, you know, oh yeah, we have Nick, Nick, we have all kinds of cute names for her. the Nickster. She's so sweet. She is such a good girl. And I actually think that if she were on the bed right now, uh, with Furley behind us in the room that we're in. I think she'd be very quiet too. Oh yeah. I yeah. just think she might want attention that Furley is happy to uh, just curl up and and uh, sleep for a while, but Nikki might want to be on our laps. <laughs> she immediately took to sleeping in the bed with us too, which we started that um, when Frank came. I think it was when Frank came. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. And you know, so four of the five 
are in bed with us every night. Uh, Finny is not because he's so little. We're just afraid that somebody's going to roll over on him or, or he something. Could fall off or yeah. Right. Oh, I can see him just jumping off the bed. Yeah, he's nuts. Yeah, he's still. You know, he's still. He's not a puppy, but he still acts puppyish. So I, he would worry me. Um, you'd almost have to have those guards up around the whole the, around the edge, every edge of the bed for me to feel comfortable, and then I'd still probably worry. Um, and he doesn't settle that well if unless he's in his crate. So even so, I am an early riser every day of my life, and uh, I get up at five every morning with the dogs, even on the weekends. And you know, occasionally I'll think, oh, I'll, I can maybe fall asleep on the couch with the dogs. You know, after I've gotten up, Finny makes that impossible if you were trying to sleep on the couch in the morning he's licking your nose he's throwing toys in the air he paws at you to play he just thinks it's time to play so i never i'm never successful doing that if i ever truly need to go back to bed which is very very rare i just put finny back into his crate you know and uh go back to 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 the actual bed but it's it's comical. He is just wound up most of the time. He's very active. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's how we became uh, crazy pet people, and everybody in our lives knows that we're crazy pet people. That we get um, on Father's Day, you know, we get well wishes from my family um, because you know we're the doggy and kitty daddies. Uh, so. Yeah, we just thought it would be fun to um, talk about our critters uh, to celebrate Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, everybody. <laughs>